Grain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. All right. You're getting this. <sighs> yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, joining us today are uh, Pete. What's up? Uh, Carlos. What's up? And Matt, I think his first time on Homebrew Bound. Hey, how are What's you? This? Yep. And uh, Rick is here, as always, which, yeah. because he's co-host now. It's yeah. it's weird, man, like, not having Miles as co-host. Like... I got a show that I'm a co-host on now. Yeah, right? I'm not, I'm not that on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this one, now. All right. I'm going to turn you up just a bit, because people have been complaining about you yeah. being too damn quiet. I got, I, yeah, I can pull this down. All right, there there nobody go. can hear Carlos. What? What? Is that a thing? I thought so. Oh. Nobody hear you? No, he just I, I'm talking right now. So oh, there Carlos, he is. Carlos smashes his mouth against the mic. He's like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. All right. All right. Before we get too deep here, um, Rick, what beer-related things have you been up to this past week? Mead. Yeah. Um, Mead? Oh, you... So, yeah, we had Spencer on last week, and um, just complete happenstance, my mom was doing some spring cleaning a little prematurely because now we had the snowpocalypse. But uh, yeah, no. she was going through the pantry and pulled out a bunch of honey. It was crystallized, but honey doesn't go bad. And she was like, oh, there's a bunch of honey. And she put it on the table. And I was like, what's all this honey doing? And my mother was like, I don't know. I just got a bunch. Because my mom, I don't. I think I might have talked about this on a show. I think a DO. My mom buys stuff when it's on sale, even if she doesn't need it or intend to use it. She sees a sale and goes full Minnesotan on it and <laughs> just buys it. So she had probably coupons like two years ago for honey and got some. So it's not fancy honey, but uh, I took the honey and I remembered, you know, talking with Spencer and he brought up that Joe's ancient orange recipe for mead. And I looked it up. I found it. And I was like, eh, I'll try it because I had some yeast that I needed to use. I didn't use the bread yeast. Um, I used a, uh, uh, what was it, the uh, Belle Saison from Danstar. Okay. Um, that was so the, some dry yeast? Yeah, it was the yeast that I had the highest uh, alcohol con- or alcohol tolerance with. So I just pitched that because it was expired. Um, I got it hydrated and it started fermenting, so I got it in there and... Uh, put some clementines in instead of orange because we didn't have oranges. I didn't want to go to the store or anything because I was just using old honey and old yeast. So yeah. I thought I'd just try it out. So I threw some clementines in there, put some allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon stick, and uh, uh, some craisins because it called for raisins. But my mom. Had but you wanted raisins. to go crazy? Well, yeah, oh. sure. Um, <laughs> no, my mom was like, I think I got some raisins. And she's looking through and she's like, I don't have any raisins, but I got these craisins. Good and enough. I was like, yeah, it'll do it. I have a cranberry so, mead. Threw it in there. It'll be like a cranberry clementine. I don't know. Should turn out okay or not. Either yeah, way, we'll see. I got two gallons of that fermenting, but that's that's like two months because you put the you keep the rind on the orange or the clementine, and that kind of gives it like a bitterness that yeah. you, that you need to what, age out. Age out. Okay. Well, I was talking with Thomas and. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Thomas is a listener, occasional contributor. Uh, he's been my co-host on the show before, um, mm. talking about wine. So he does a lot of wine and mead. Sure. And after the mead episode last week, he sent me over just a bunch of really interesting 
uh, stuff. Uh, one of it was um, if you get like a really good yeast starter and then like load your meat up with yeast nutrient, you can you can ferment out your meat in under a month. Really? Like just get like a good like. I mean, you're not getting like anything in like the 14, 15%, but like a good sessionable like 8% mead. Sure. You can get out in a month. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. He also uh, he also sent me, it was uh, Ask the Mead Maker. It's a YouTube series uh, mm. with a mead maker out in Vermont, I believe, who does uh, some of the most entertaining mead YouTube videos I've ever seen. <laughs> there was one episode where he was standing on a ladder and he's like, because robots can't climb stairs, I'm not coming down until you turn off the Roomba. And it made me laugh and laugh and laugh. That's great. Yeah. Um, no, I figured I'd just try out some mead because I had the stuff available. Sorry. Thanks, Matt. Uh, um, just yeah, I just had some extra honey. Threw it in the fermentation with some water and, you know. What the hell? We'll see hell? how she goes. Yep. You got stuff playing on your phone. Well, I didn't mean to. It just right. started. Why is right. it still going? Matt, what have you been up to beer related? Uh, Anything? Serving beers at a bar. Okay. <laughs> that works. Beer that related because I was uh, there. I mean, have, have you had any really good beers lately? Um, We get, just got Bob Town's English Bitter on, which I love because I like the old Speckled Hens and like Boddington's yeah. type beers and stuff. They did a good job. It tastes really amazing on Nitro if we had a Nitro tap line. But, uh, <laughs> It, it, it was quite delicious. Said so he just puts like a tab of Alka Seltzer in it. It makes yeah, it right. bubbly. <laughs> no, it's already bubbly. You don't need the Alka Seltzer would be just like in your face. But uh, Hop Slam is finally done. Thank uh, God. Thank the Lord. I didn't. Have I any can't this believe year. how many people are still obsessed with Hop Slam. I had I had one one uh, six ounce pour of Hop Slam this year, and yeah. that was enough. Yeah, like uh, when I was I went to a concert at First Avenue or whatever, and the lady's like, "Oh, we just got Hop Slam on. Don't you want that?" I'm like, no. "I work at a bar. We'll have it, and I don't even think I'll drink it when I'm having there." Yeah. Uh, I have I have one one pour a year. It's the easiest money maker because so many people drink that all the time and everything. But I'm but happy it? it's gone now. And, it's uh, a nine percent double IPA, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you can have one. <laughs> Except they started that like when there wasn't as popular of that. Now it's just kind of like in a grouping of so many yeah. other du- uh, double IPAs out there. But people are still just going home about that beer. More like um, hype slam. Hype slam. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you sent a, a message. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and after that, we just got the uh, blood orange IPA from Dogfish Head. Ooh, the Bloodline. That sounds good. It's quite delicious. Uh, Founders is about to kick. We got their porter, and that's going to be the Pacific Wonderland from Deschutes, which is actually quite delicious. We got a bottle sample in, so we got that for something a little different. And then we got uh, Yum Yum going on. Yum Yum is great. Yeah, so three Floyds, because nobody really wants their first, like, three initial ones that they have, which is Yum Yum, uh, Gumball Head, and something else. Like, everybody wants the zombie dust. Everybody wants all these other things. They force you to buy a half barrel of something, and then you can order a half barrel of something else. So we got the yum yum because we figured a session or a session IPA would do quite well at Emma's. What was that Three Floyds one that we had with the troll on it? I do not know that one, but I do remember seeing that bottle. Yeah, that that one was really good. It was quite delicious. Yes, uh, for the specialty we got coming on after yum yum, it's going to be the spaceship middle finger, which I'm kind of oh that one's I'm really quite good. Excited about. Uh, so. They had that one on at. Uh uh, where was that? Uh, Stone Tap. Nice. And yeah. it was really good. Yeah, so we we got a lot of good beers coming in at Emma's right now, and I'm, I'm excited to let them all come out. Uh, Stone Ripper we also have in the basement. Was that Brewdoo? 
Yeah, it was Brudu. That Brood-oo. sounds right. Yeah, with the that fucking right. troll with yeah. the hair. Yeah, yeah Brudu was good. So yeah, that, that's Shit. my life with beer, uh, picking out stuff that we hope will sell at Emma's. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Carlos, anything beer-related this week? Nothing at all, I'm afraid. All right. What about, uh, what did you have at Pitchfork earlier? I had their, uh, I think it was like an English, was it a, not a porter. Uh, English porter on Willamette. It was a porter. Yeah, yeah you had the firkin, right? Yeah. yeah, I had the firkin. That was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Did Matt pass it. out? Okay, yep. we're good. My headphones went out. Pete, oh. what, about, what about you? Beer-related things this uh, this week? Yeah, you know, I had some beer. Uh, cracked a Milwaukee's brewing, Milwaukee brewing. Uh, MKE? Mm. MKE, yeah, yeah. Yep. that one. Uh, it was like an amber or something, and I took a sip. I was feeling kind of sick, so I didn't. I didn't drink it. Yeah. What's uh? What's, <laughs> but what's, tonight <laughs> I got uh, did a buddy a favor or whatever, and I uh, got some Fair State beers. That so IPA, the, was the IPA. Yeah, that's good uh, IPA. And apparently they just won uh, best beer and best brewery. In There's, what uh, competition? I don't know. I didn't know there was one. So. <laughs> <laughs> in something, they won it somehow, and it was pretty cool. So. Well, well deserved, yeah. man. Because well, yeah, no, uh, Fair State does some really good beers. This is yeah. their first uh, IPA that I've really enjoyed, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about that earlier. Like their sours are out of this world, but their IPAs have always been just a little lackluster, and this one is really solid. Yeah, it was good. It's good. All right, um, beer wise, I haven't been doing much except uh, I don't know. I picked up some sump. So we're gonna have that maybe on the show this week or next week. I got a few beers that I'm floating for the show, uh, for and then yeah, yeah, for DOO, and then um, we're just getting ready for uh, the Every Style Challenge. I finally got the website up. Uh, yep. So if you go to uh, Binder Studios slash HB, which is the home homebrew bound homepage, uh, there's a link there to the Every Style Challenge, and you can see what order we're doing everything. And we talked about it a little bit uh, last week. And so we finally got it up this yep. week. So and we got the we got that list finalized. So that'll be it's probably going to change at some point. I don't know if it will, man. We'll probably just keep rolling through it. But, uh, but there, it's it's subject to change. It's a lot it's of subject beer, to man. change. Subject I mean, there's change. there's a lot of stuff. Oh, wait, they, it won't it won't it'll get reordered, but it won't get smaller. No, yeah, that's I mean yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, we might not brew it every week yeah. to that list necessarily and also like we might do two beers in one week because mm-hmm. we got some barrel aged stuff that we might do alongside other things mm. oh yeah yeah so um and so but that's we're, our we're general prob- yeah. order well we're probably three shows out yet from tasting our first brew yeah. on the show uh but we are in the middle of our first brew day right now yeah uh, we are boiling right yep now. we are we are oh, boiling shit, right what's now the time at what time are you at, <laughs> we're, we're okay man we're okay right casey's watching the yep, time. i i cool. got her uh so <laughs> the uh the first the first brew day uh has started off uh, i don't want to say disastrously it wasn't disastrous but it's but been it was, an adventure yeah so yeah. it started with like mishaps. i was i was completely ready this morning i got the got the starter going and mm-hmm. ready to go got home Started putting all the ingredients together. Realized uh, I didn't get the corn that I ordered. Yeah. The flake corn. The flake which, corn. really big part of a cream ale. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I have some flake. No, I don't have any flake corn. I suggested corn flakes. <laughs> Carlos did Yeah, he did flakes. suggest hey, corn flakes. It's a substitute. That's a fact. Right? right? That is a fact. That happened. Uh, I mean, and I mean, it has the right words, just in the wrong order. <laughs> that's that's and the it's same totally thing. the wrong thing. <laughs> Uh, so well, you're adding you're, you add powdered sugar to it, right? Yep. No, I did not add powdered no, no, sugar. No, no, no. You have a bag of sugar, right? Dextrose. Yes. So you just get the uh, frosted. Uh, 
<laughs> frosted, frosted flakes. flakes. No, frosted flakes cream ale. We got to try that now. <laughs> like when once after this, we're gonna do the experimental beer be challenge. Very soggy. And frosted frosted flakes cream ale is gonna be on there. It's gonna taste soggy. <laughs> right, just right in the boil. <laughs> it's just like soggy cereal. All right. Anyway, uh, so I made a few calls. Uh, first, I tried to call Divine because they have a few like homebrew. Yeah, uh, items. Small they did not have any flake corn. Right. They had just basically two row, and that was it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need any more two row. So then I, corn. we like, I reached deep. Uh, I called, <laughs> I called, uh, I called my, our buddy Mike, uh, Mike, Fre- Mike Fredrickson, who uh, who owns uh, Pitchfork Brewing, yeah. and is the head brewer there. And I was like, Hey man, do you have any flake corn I can buy? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I'm not at the brewery though. Just go grab some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bag back there. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, who's working right now? Just so it's not super weird. <laughs> Luckily, it was somebody we're friends yeah. with. So. We just walked in the brewery. We need some corn. He was like, cool. And we just went back. Yeah, and some yeah. Corn. yeah so, we, so we had to make a run up to Pitchfork, uh, which set our brew, brew day back about an hour or so. Uh, mostly because, I mean, it's only a 10 minute drive up yeah. there. But when you go in, you have to have a beer. Right. Like that, I think those are the rules. It is. It's the rule for a, for a brewery. Yeah. So uh, we went out there and we had a beer. Uh, got our flake corn. Came back, and then my scale died. Yeah. So, it was working before we left. It was working before and then we it left. Went, turn on. And then it it decided that the battery was dead. <laughs> and I didn't have a backup battery. Yep. And but then again, I've been using that scale since I started brewing five years ago. Right. So with no battery changes, no battery changes. That's it's, it's gone. Yeah, no, well. it's it's done pretty good. It's so it's I have, inconvenient that it died in the middle of our brewery yeah, day. Yeah. But. So I have to ask, like, what do you think you would have had to have done if you uh, did not get the uh, cornflakes? We would have had to wait. Um, yeah, we would have had to wait, or we would have had to uh, change uh, half and half. Change the recipe. I see. We could do. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the, like, my, well, I, ha- I had a plan. My plan was to bump up the two-row until we hit what gravity we wanted and just uh, increase the uh, the dextrose to a full 20% instead of uh, 10, hmm. which is where it's at. And how do you think that would have affected it in the end? You wouldn't have gotten the corny flavor that we were looking for, yeah. uh, but it would have still been dry. Um, it might have been a little bit... Like it would have been like a spotted cow without the corn taste. Yeah, yeah, I remember from uh, when we were drinking it uh, part on the of show what last uh, from last time, like just how strong that corn flavor yeah. actually is in there. Especially yep. I, like before drinking spotted cow, like I never really. Yeah, it might have been closer to an American taste. blonde, maybe. Probably. Like, uh, but there would I mean, be that, that has some weed in it. Yeah, but they. I mean, Mike saved us. Mike, yeah, Mike saved, saved us. Day. We're good. Uh, uh, yeah, no. If you're if you're in the uh, the Twin Cities area. Head on over to Hudson, Wisconsin. Go uh, patron uh, Pitchfork, Pitchfork yeah. and yeah, just great beers there. Great yeah, beers great and stuff. friend of home brewers. Yep. So he's he's yeah, that's how he started out. Yeah, out, out, like pretty much every brewer, but um, yeah, he's definitely and a super cool guy. Everyone that works there is pretty cool. Yeah, unless you unless you get root beer. Yeah, <laughs> don't bring up the root beer. All right, uh, nobody buys anyway, it. I won't have to make. Uh, brew day wise, uh, numbers we are we're doing pretty good. Um, we're we're a little high right now. We're gonna have to like scale back with some water just yeah. because we didn't mash with quite enough. What did liquid. we What did we hit on our? Um, so our our starting gravity. Uh, right now is uh, 1035, and we're looking for an OG of uh, 1046. 
And if we lose what I think we're going to lose, we're going to be in the 1050s sure. really easily. So we'll just back some of that off with water, right. and we should be okay. Hit right in that zone that we need to be in. Yep. Yeah, and then we should be able to finish out nice and proper. Yep. And we're shooting for like 0 or 1008 or something? Uh, we're 10, shooting uh, mm-hmm. for 1010, 1008, something sure. right there. Yep. Uh, we have that written down. So, uh, yeah, we are using the uh, the Homebrewer's Journal uh, by Drew Beecham. You can pick this up on uh, Amazon for like 10 bucks. It's a godsend. It, yeah, was, it walks was... through your entire brew day. Um, yep. Well, Rick, you're you're new to brewing. Well, what today, have you thought about today this? Today is my first uh, time using this book. And uh, looking through it, like it, it goes start to finish. Um, you have your beer. You start out, and you start out with what you're making, all your ingredients, your process, the recipe, your preparation, your brew day. I mean, it, it goes through your fermentation, secondary packaging, and then the final beer. You got like tasting notes and all that stuff. So it covers start to finish your beer, and you can keep it all right in that one little book i think it's really cool it's, yep if you're going for the for like a paper journal of it that you can look back on um that's definitely yeah. i would recommend that yeah we're, at it. we're we're recording the brew day in pretty much three different places mm-hmm. uh we're recording it uh in the hard the hard paper because i like that like the tactile feel of doing it during the brew day it's nice because it, it's a nice reminder to be like oh yeah i gotta write these numbers down and it takes you through step by step like right. oh yeah take a reading here take a reading here take a reading here uh and then we're also doing it uh online with brew toad and we're using beersmith you saw beersmith for the first time today what'd you think yep uh well and i was looking at and it is kind of like a, a software version of this notebook really cool um you can keep it all recorded there basically the same stuff you know you can run through your whole recipe if you you know in a year you realize well i really like that cream ale that we brewed last year i'd like to brew that again you just got it right there you got all your information you could ever want um but we're kind of recording it in four places because i'm experimenting with like a vlog type of thing oh that's right yeah i'm not really sure how that's gonna go we'll figure it out we're experimenting with it and (coughs) we'll throw (laughs) (laughs) i I got a couple good videos man shoot those over to you pete's pete's been snapchatting dude (laughs) dude yeah you can shoot that over i might throw that in but uh, yeah, we're experimenting with that. <laughs> I might throw that who, probably. I mean, who knows if we'll keep doing the brew day? Yeah, vlog, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we might. Right now, we're we're. I'm trying it out. Yeah. Just uh, it could be fun. Yep. It's kind of real informal. We're just yeah. documenting our brew day. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the cream ale brew day right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not not a whole lot. Like we can't give you any finished numbers. We'll do that next week once we actually have them. Right. And that's kind of how this is gonna go. We figure, uh, we have a bunch of time in between. Yeah. Uh, brews. So, so our plan right now or is in between to stages. So record gonna... the episodes while we're doing a brew. So and that way you guys get on... an episode a week. We make sure that we get a brew in every yeah. week because that's going to be the hardest part for us to stick to. Uh, and it'd be pretty difficult if we brewed and recorded on separate days. Yeah, like then we'd have to hook up two days for one show, which is kind of a lot for a week. Yeah, considering. We do a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, we're kind of all over um, the place. So. Plus, uh, brew days are a great reason, or you know, great way to like include other people in the day. Yeah, and like that's why we have an actual full studio for Homebrew Bound, which is weird. <laughs> yep. 
All right. So let's start talking about uh, the next style. What right. is the next style? Uh, this it's our Irish red ale, correct? Yes. Uh, it's fifteen yep. A in the BJCP style guidelines. Uh, overall impression? Page forty. Uh, yep. Uh, it's an easy drinking pint, often with subtle flavors, slightly malty in the balance, sometimes with an initial soft toffee caramel sweetness, a slightly grainy biscuity palate, and a touch of roasted dryness in the finish. Some versions can emphasize the caramel and sweetness more, while others will favor the grainy palate and roasted dryness. Aroma? Uh, low, to mod- low to moderate malt aroma, either uh, neutral grainy or with lightly caramelly toasty toffee character. Jesus Christ, that's a descriptor. <laughs> caramelly toasty toffee flavor. <laughs> uh, may have a very light buttery character, although this is not required. Hop aroma is low earthy or floral to none. Uh, usually not present, and it's quite clean. Appearance? Uh, medium amber to medium reddish copper color, clear. Low off-white to tan-colored head, average persistence. Flavor, uh, moderate to very little caramel malt flavor and sweetness, rarely with a light buttered toast or toffee-like quality. The palate is often fairly neutral and grainy, or can take on a lightly toasty or biscuity note as it finishes with a light taste of roasted grain, which lends a characteristic dryness to the finish. A light earthy or floral hop flavor is optional. Medium to medium low hop bitterness, medium dry to dry finish, clean and smooth, little to no esters. Uh, the balance tends to be slightly towards the malt, although light use of roasted grains may increase the perception of bitterness slightly. Any questions on that? <clears throat> no. Uh, I thought you were describing Smittix for the per- first like few minutes of that. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want to disrespect, but uh, it, it's not any of that stuff. You know. <laughs> well, uh, it should well, be at least some of it. It should. It should be some of it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's yeah. definitely some. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sticks out. Uh, mouthfeel uh, is medium to light to medium body, although examples containing low levels of diastole may have a slightly slick mouthfeel. Uh, moderate carbonation. Smooth, moderately attenuated. And last week, uh, we went over attenuation. What does attenuation mean, Rick? Uh, that is your... Uh, getting closer to z- ten. Or ten. The, yeah, <laughs> basically... The, the, <laughs> the, the gap between the gravities. Yeah, so yeah. basically the, the more sugar that the, the, the yeast eats, the more right. attenuated it is. I, I, so the lower I know it gets, what it is. I was trying drier, to the correct words, but uh, it was kind of yep. hard to describe. All right, uh, here's a few comments me. on it. Uh, several variations exist within the style, which causes the guidelines to be somewhat broad to accommodate them. Traditional Irish examples are relatively low in hops, are grainy with a slight roast dryness in the finish, fairly neutral in general. Uh, modern export Irish examples are more caramelly and sweet and might have more esters. American craft versions are often more alcoholic versions of the Irish export examples. An emerging Irish craft beer scene is exploring more bitter versions of traditional examples. Finally, there are some commercial examples that sound Irish but are essentially international amber lagers with Swedish palates and little bitterness. These guidelines are written around the traditional Irish examples with slight extensions for export Irish versions and modern craft Irish versions. That uh, Swedish palates and little bitterness is not like Sweden. Like no, Swedish. no, no, like sweet. Sweet-ish. Like, yeah, like sweet, like uh, <laughs> like like candy. Because when you said that, I was kind of following along, and it was like, where, where's Sweden coming in? Sweet-ish. Oh, yeah, no, sweet, 
Ish. Swedish. Swedish. Sort of sweet. Like a, yeah, like a Swedish fish. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly like a <laughs> Swedish fish. Right? Yeah. People exactly. actually like oh, okay. that stuff. There's nothing wrong with Swedish fish. They're terrible. No, Carlos, you're what? terrible. Wait, what? Who? What? All right. Uh, some history on this style. While Ireland has a long ale brewing heritage, the modern Irish red ale style is essentially an adaptation or interpretation of the popular English bitter style with less hopping and a bit of roast to add color and dryness. Rediscovered as a craft beer style in Ireland, today is an essential part of most brewery lineups, along with a pale ale and a stout. It's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. Yep. Characteristic ingredients uh, generally has a bit of roasted barley or black malt to provide reddish color and dry roasted finish. Uh, pale base malt. Uh, caramel malts were historically imported and more expensive, so not all brewers would use them. Uh, style comparison, a less bitter and hoppy Irish equivalent to an English bitter with a dryish finish due to roasted barley, more attenuated with less caramel flavor, and a body uh, and body than equivalent strength Scottish ales. Um, vital statistics, uh, your IBUs are going to be 18 to 28. Uh, SRM, you're looking to 9 to 14. OG, 1036 to 1046 with an FG of 1010 to 1014. So a little bit sweeter than what we're looking at with the cream ale. Right. A little less dry. Uh, and then ABV, anywhere between 3.8 to 5%. So that's a pretty broad range. Right. Um, all, all in that lower yep. ABV. Then there's a bunch of commercial examples. The one that we're going to be trying today is uh, uh, Smittix Irish Ale. Um, all right, so why don't we kind of dive into that? Have you had a chance to taste it and yep. see how close it is to what you think? Yep, I've been having some. I got a taster not going. Dive, do, dive in, dove, 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 dove in. Di- no. I dipped my toe. I've not dived into it. No, dived. I've, I've heard tough. dived. That's I've a, heard dived before. I've I think dived into there before. The Ducked. That doesn't. It's, Ducked into it. <laughs> it's dove. I haven't tucked into this one yet. So. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Tucked in. <laughs> Tried into. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to start with you there, Rick. All right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's it like it said, it's a broad style. Um, there's some of this stuff that, first of all, like on the aroma, it's difficult for me to really glean anything off the aroma. Um, it's definitely just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to pick out any of these things that they're talking about, the aroma, like the caramely, toasty coffee flavor mm-hmm. or toffee. Um, I'm not getting any of that butter. There's no hop aroma. I do um, taste a little buttery, but. Yeah, in the flavor, it's different, but in the aroma, it's yeah. just really hard to even pick anything out. It's just kind of. It's like an overwhelming toffee, but the toffee is like a fake wannabe toffee. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but. There's just not a whole lot of aroma. This isn't a yeah. very aromatic beer at all. Yeah. Um, what what I do get is kind of some toffee, but a little grainy. But it's not very. It's not a very aromatic beer at all. Yeah. Um, but as far as the appearance, uh, medium amber to medium reddish. I'd say this is more than medium. Yeah, this is pretty dark. It's, it's pretty dark, um, but it's got that reddish yeah, it color. Yeah, have a good a good color though. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's it's very clear, but man. it's a a deep red, like a deep orange maybe. Um, but it's it's pretty dark, a deep amber, a little darker than it seems like they're describing here. It's like a deep here. hole. 
Uh, the flavor, <laughs> the flavor is where this really lines Sorry. up with what's in here. So there's that, that uh, like moderate uh, sweetness there. There is a little buttery flavor in it too that I can pick up. Um, definitely in that grainy palette. Yeah, I definitely get as a lot of grains, man. Just like yeah. straight grains, like it's not. It doesn't really have the toasty or biscuit thing that's in the description. Yeah. I think it's this really, is really it's pretty grainy. It's a mass-produced beer. Like you can find this fucking yeah. everywhere. Like yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, then there's yeah no, pretty much no hop flavor. No, not at all. Um, it's it's not. I mean. Those IBUs are also pretty low, just like we're dealing with in the cream ale. So that's to be expected. Um, But definitely medium dry to dry finish. It's medium dry, I'd say. And it's clean and smooth. No esters. Yeah. This pretty much lines up with a lot of what's in the flavor characteristics here. Um, Then, I mean, just the mouthfeel is... It doesn't feel slick. There's not much diacetyl. Moderate carbonation for sure. It's smooth. Um, yeah. I think this lines up pretty well with the style. Um, it's yeah. on that grainy yep. side. Mm-hmm. It's it, pretty yep. grainy bodied, which definitely not easy bad. drinking. Everything yeah. Like that. It's yeah. an easy drinking beer. And I mean, all of this, I think this represents the style pretty well, which is to be expected. I mean, with this guide. They're probably not going to pick one that doesn't well represent the style, but right. I would agree with it that it does represent the style well. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah, but man, there is that like buttery like diacetyl in there, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I like that. Like, are you like getting it, that yeah. on the aroma? No, just in the flavor, mm-hmm. like just like the slight slickness yeah. and almost like a buttered popcorn. Yeah, you get a, like a lot of good flavor at the beginning, and then so, all of a sudden the buttery taste kind of just takes over yeah. everything in there. Which I think yeah. might be killing out any aromas or anything in there. I don't know. It might be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that that aftertaste is pretty buttery. A lot um, of times it's a given when you get just one of these mass-produced kind of beers where you kind of drop all the aroma and just rely on the flavor and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Which is kind of sad when it comes to that. But it's still, it's, it's yeah. really good. Really easy well, drinking. I like it. Well, do you guys... I mean, that's, that's true. But also, I think just with the Irish ale, like, I think a lot of what you get in aroma, maybe we're biased because we're in America where IPAs are right. the thing. Like, hops are really what you look for in an aroma. It's kind of what my nose is trained yeah, for in right, beer, I right. guess. So maybe it's just that, that this doesn't have any hop smell, so I'm not really smelling much of anything. Yeah. We don't try a lot of reds yeah. on, like, yeah. DOO or anything I can't, like that. So, I can't yeah, know. We haven't the, done reds for a while. This is, I mean, it's not... Well, also, that's a hard craft one to find, really, anywhere. Oh, no, it is. Like, yeah. I was, well, I was I was looking for the styles that they mentioned, and the only one that I could find was Smittix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Smittix is like an offshoot of Guinness, right? Yep. Guinness? Yeah, okay. owned by the same brewery. Have you guys had regular Smittix, just whatever their regular... Yeah, they're, they're like a lager, lager, the Smittix lager. I feel like there's yeah. more flavor in that than there is in this. It, it reminds me of drinking that, though. Yeah, just it, with does, like, it does, it like, does, yeah. Like Rick said, just a lot of grains. Mm-hmm. Just, it's like... It's got a lot like of grain Like what, flavor. the only two I can really think of for reds is Killian's and this. 
And then the, there's yeah. a there's a Kieran's as well. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant, mm-hmm. Kieran. Yeah. Well, no, no. There's there's also George Killian's oh, okay. Irish Red, and there's a Kieran's Red. Okay. Yep. And there used to be a Lineys, but they dropped that to have their red pale ale now. Well, but the the Lineys wasn't Irish red. No. Wasn't the it Kilkenny was, uh, just a red ale? In, yeah, the Kilkenny. Well, didn't that like qualify for that? Or yeah, something? yeah, but the the, the, the Kilkenny. Uh, yeah, not Kieran. Sorry, Kilkenny. Okay. The Kilkenny Irish Red. Was, I okay. Uh, on I the remember BJC that. Yeah, yeah. You okay. did like the nitro or yep, whatever. Yep. I used to freak out about that, but no, not anymore. Really. <laughs> like, it's nah, like, I'm good. It's, there was somebody recently in uh, Emma's that uh, was talking about. Uh, he was in Germany recently, and just you'd go to crap the breweries all over the place there. And I was like, "So, did you really get to try much? How was their IPAs and stuff over there and everything?" He's like, "Well, really, I there wasn't that kind of an option there. It was like your vast like things of pilsners and your vast things of all these other types." <laughs> well, they of they they have a lot more traditional yeah, beers yeah, over there. Yeah. They're not they're like. And I mean, if you look at you, if you look at American uh, uh, bars and breweries, we're kind of in the same boat where we stick to the same styles. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of American pale ales and American mm-hmm. IPAs. Yep. And you go over there, an English pale ale is completely different oh, than an yeah. American one. Yeah. And I mean, yep. we're going to go over that once we start getting into the pale ale styles mm-hmm. uh, on this. But you you have they're they're a lot more subdued mm-hmm. and balanced. Yeah. Like, if you want something like that in America, you got to look at, like, a mid-coast pale ale, which kind of, like, two-hearted and stuff. Right. But that's, I mean, that's an IPA, and you still get... Major hop. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, like, that's what I'm saying, like, with the aroma, like, it's... I'm, we're in America. And as it warms up a little bit, I'm getting more of that butter in the aroma. I mean, it's a, sol- <laughs> it's a solid beer overall. Like, yeah. No, yeah, no, it's it, not bad. It definitely bad. represents the style. It's just, in a, like, where we are, America's just packed full of hops mm-hmm. like we're all hops for craft beer and so it's hop, 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 hop. it can be difficult to kind of discern other smells and flavors where i'm sure somebody from ireland could drink this and tell you a whole slew of different things <laughs> than because i mean they're not all ip maybe they don't it's even like this hops. there they might not. They probably I mean, don't. Isn't this like an like an almost Americanized thing now? No, this is imported. No. Yeah, this. I mean, this is an imported is Irish like, style. Like what it says. Like, but is I it think, imported? But is it actually, like Fosters, where no Australian likes Fosters. I don't know. They still drink a lot of Guinness in Ireland. I, I don't know why they wouldn't true. drink any Smithics. <laughs> Yeah. Do, do they? Also, like, if you're in America, a lot of people call it Smithwicks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then yes. you're <laughs> And then you're like. The fuck are you talking about? I mean, about? that's what's printed on no, the box. Of, one but, of my, but it's called Smittix. I don't understand why. It's just what it is. One of my good friends did a semester in Ireland. She said that their Guinness is everywhere and everyone drinks it. So hmm. they they drink a lot of Guinness. So I don't know why they wouldn't drink this. I, th- I think it represents the style well. I think I, being from America, would prefer the Americanized craft version that they're talking about with more alcohol and right. a little bit more flavors. But but this, this is not a bad drinking beer. Are you no, guys going to try and make a red at all? or That's what we're Can, doing yep. next, next week. Yep. Next week, okay. That's that's why we're t- the doing this. The cream is going on. I'm, just, <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm, I'm My head's cream, still focused man. on the cream. Yeah, I know. No. Yeah, no, when we... <laughs> There's when no we, milk in the cream, Whatever man. beer we... Wait, <laughs> half and half so comes after. What, whatever beer we try on the show for now... Is the next week yep. style okay. we're brewing? Is, yeah, it's what we're brewing next week. Okay. Um, all right. So now the fun bit: yep. recipe formulation, yep. which is why I was quiet for a hot minute there. I was trying to come up with a quick mm-hmm. recipe. Um, so Rick, we're gonna start with you, man. What what malts do you think should be in this? Like, I mean, you're. I know. I know you're still learning. 
Uh, but do you have any idea of what you think should be in, like, specifically uh, Smidex or our version? You know, I probably couldn't tell you about malts. Um, I, I just need to learn more okay. about what the malts contribute. Um, what kind of uh, what kind of multi flavors do you think we should have there? Um, I'm well, yeah, I agree. I'd like to see. I'd like to not do a Smithix. Like I'd like to. It's not a bad beer, but I'd like to do something with none of that diastole buttery flavor. Just a little bit, little bit cleaner. Um, yeah, cleaner. Um, More caramel, less caramel. About the same. I, I think the caramel amount is good, and as it warms up, I can definitely smell that buttery aroma you're talking about but uh what flavors are you missing that you want in there yep. um I guess I just I'd like to uh, it's, the thing is the flavors are all there right now so, so it's kind of like the aromas yeah, you want to come you want out. the caramel yep. right caramel it's sounds tough. good yeah <laughs> caramel. Well, no, I, I'd like to keep that I'd like to maybe tone back on that butteriness that <laughs> yeah. they get okay. in there yep um and, we and when you calm down on that, all the other flavors should. Oh, should I don't. Do you bit. do you know what the IBU is on this? Uh, I don't. Um, the uh, the IBU range. Is well, I know the IBU range, like eighteen to twenty eight, and that's not a huge range. It's not like, a big range. But if we're go- what I'd like to do, brewing a red ale, I'd like to max out that IBU range. What about like a twenty six? Right. Yeah. Get up there, because this could use a little bit more bitterness. Yeah, just uh, okay. Um, it, I mean, but I at wanna the same s- time, you want to stay yeah, in that no, range that's what I'm because we want it's, it's really easy to uh, over bitter this, and then you're in like an English IPA right. category. And I, I want to stay within the style, but I I want to be on the upper end of that IBU range because I just feel like I don't want this. This is just a little sweeter than I want. And if we're gonna brew something that we're gonna have to drink, I'd like to. Yep. I, this is a fine style. This beer is fine, but if I'm going to drink a bunch of it, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more bitterness to balance out that sweetness. I think. Okay. And then we take back some of that butteriness, keep the amount of caramel. I think we'd have a pretty nicely balanced, maybe a little bit more Americanized, but within this original style yeah. too. Well, and we don't want to Americanize it too much because the point of this is to yeah, like no, stay I know. smack dab in the middle of style. Um, all right, so here's here's what I have. Uh, well, uh, yeah, here's here's what I have, and just let me know what you think, mm-hmm. and if we need to tweak this at all, we can. Um, I know these first ones, it's going to be more me coming up with the recipe, yeah. and then as we get farther into this, you'll have a bunch more input. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking for, like, the majority of it, uh, UK two-row. Like, it gives you that good biscuity sure. uh, character. So I'm thinking 8 yeah. pounds uh, or 91% uh, UK two-row. I think if we went a little less grainy on the body and a little bit more, like, to that, uh, like, biscuity, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good yeah. Um, and then uh, half a pound of Crystal 60 to add color and a little, but not, not a whole lot of color, uh, but just a lot of that caramel because you're going to get a lot of that caramel sweetness from the crystal uh so just like half a pound of it so five percent um and then just just to like darken it up just a little bit and get that red tinge a quarter pound of black malt sure uh and that puts us at an srm of 17 which is right where i think this beer is like this is this is definitely on the darker side of that 
but you get that red tinge, and I really like the color of this beer. Mm -hmm. Well, then we'll we'll be a little bit above the SRM range. Um, this year. SRM, it well, what's nine what's, to fourteen? Okay, nine to fourteen. Yeah. Uh, Tiny well, range. Well, let's let's drop this down a little bit. Then that's easy enough to do. Maybe. I do like the color of this a lot, but I wish it had a bit mm. more red to it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I know what we can do. Let's instead of crystal sixty. That's right. Multiple. From my distance to you right now, Peter, it looks like a brown ale. Just yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it does kind of get the brown tint. It's pretty dark in there. for for a red. I mean, yeah. I, I do like the the orange tint to it. Yeah, oh, no, it's hate, hate it looks orange. good. I'm just yeah. like as far as fitting the style, I think it's a little darker than what's described in the style guide. But I mean, it's it looks uh, fine. Oh, there we go. Perfect. So I'm going to ditch that. We're going to have a lot of beer to drink, guys. Oh, 100 gallons. <laughs> okay. I need to call for help. Uh, if we do crystal, uh, what what was our range? 10 to 14? Uh, 9 to 14. 9 to 14. Okay, so if I do half a pound of crystal 30, that puts us at uh, 15. That Yeah, I think that's close enough. Uh, and sure. that those are brew toad numbers. I'm not sure, but that should put us right in that range. It's going to put us in the... Uh, yeah, well, an SRM, like, color is one of those things that's so hard to hit right on right. the nose. And you, it's so hard to tell well, the difference think, between 14 right. and 15. Right. Well, the, the other numbers are more important. Yes. Hit. All right. So that really? uh, so then we're, we're still going to get that, that caramel that we want. We're still going to, like, the black malt's going to give us, because we don't want too much caramel. Like, if we just went straight with crystal yeah. for the color, you're going to get over caramel. And this black Absolutely. malt's going to temper that a little bit, give you a little bit of that bitterness. Yeah. That we getting want. some bitterness. Um, from the and that gives us an OG of 1049. Does that fit within our? Uh, that's just above it. Uh, 1046 is our. <laughs> All right, let's do this then. Seven and a half. 1046. All right, seven and a half uh, pounds of pale two row. Um, all right, and then uh, so for hops, I'm. Uh, what did, what is our IBU range? IBU 18 to 28. Perfect. We are smack dab in there. Uh, I'm thinking we do an ounce of EKG UK, East Kent Goldings UK, at 60 minutes, and then half an ounce at 30. Okay. Uh, and that way, we'll carry through some of those uh, those earthy tones Sure. to to uh, to the final beer. And what's that going to give you on final IBU? Uh, that's going to give us 26. Okay, that's perfect. Yep. Um, and then if this ferments out, to where, and then uh, I'm just thinking why yeast, Irish ale yeast, because if you're brewing an Irish ale, use, use Irish, Irish ale, ale yeast. yeast. Yeah. <laughs> um, labeled for it. Yeah, and that'll put us in like the four, four and a half range, beer wise. Perfect. Or ABV wise. Yeah. That's I think right. That should in be that. should be solid. ABV three point. And that way, five. if we overshoot, like we'll be a little bit closer to five, but. Sure. Should be a good, easy drinking beer. So yep. I have a question with this recipe. How is it going to compare with the buttery taste that the Smith? So uh, the the buttery taste Smith is going to come out uh, in fermentation, mm -hmm. and so I'm not entirely sure how that diet. Like I've never used this yeast, and a lot of the diacetyl character that you're going to get is going to come from fermentation. Like normally, I would never even notice like a buttery taste, like this. But that, but since we've been mouth. pointing it out, yeah. Well, actually, ever since like earlier in the day, and like you, and you d dumped that sour, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we dumped a beer earlier. And, like, uh, tasted it like it was a, supposed to be a sour, and uh, it wasn't sour. <laughs> and it was uh, really slick, so. Yeah. 
Wait, I heard it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad this morning. It was drinkable. It was drinkable. Carlos said it's not bad, but it's not good. Oh, okay. It's not. It did not taste like a sour. Okay. <laughs> Scary. What's it going to taste like then? Yeah. Water. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, this definitely plops us right in the style. Yeah. Everything except for SRM. SRM's a little off. Um, but we're close. Yeah. I feel like messing with too much other stuff might mess with our other numbers. So yep. um, we'll just... Yeah, so final recipe that we're going to use, seven and a half pounds of uh, Pale UK, two row, uh, half a pound of Crystal 30, and then a quarter pound of UK Black Malt. Uh, and then we have um, an ounce of EKG at 60 minutes, and then half an ounce at 30 minutes. And then we're using uh, Y Yeast 1084, which is their... Irish ale yeast, which has an attenuation of 73%. Perfect. For a five-gallon batch. And then, yep, the, all that information will be up on Brewtoad. Uh, and if you head on over to our website, blindestudios.com slash HB, or just click on Homebrew Bound on there, uh, you'll you'll see the link to the uh, Every Style Challenge, and there will be a link to the Brewtoad and a download link for the Beer XML, so you can just upload that right into Beersmith. So right. we have got you covered. You can check out our recipe there. And we... Uh, should we talk... Uh, what's, what is next week? Because we're doing the, uh, oh, the, Irish, um, the Irish red, right? I don't have That's that what we're up, brewing so. next week. <laughs> uh, yes. You were wondering. I don't know. Uh, we're talking about American wheat beer next okay. week um, is the recipe that we're coming up with. So that is uh, 1D standard American beer. Uh, just American wheat, so. Dude, shock top. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, I haven't looked at, I haven't researched the style at all yet, so we'll find okay. out next right. week. It'll be interesting. Sweet. Uh, I was trying to find. There we go. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Um, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you. Uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. If you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewstudios and become a patron today. We'd love to have you. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to blindnewstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal, and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. Um, and I believe that's about it. So, uh, I mean, keep brewing, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye.